I ended yesterday by talking about snakes and ladders and a couple of little anecdotes may help your understanding here. The, the first one is the story of the Indian gentleman who was converted and asked by his pastor a little while later how his Christian walk was going. Well, he said, it's like this, pastor. It depends on which dog I feed, the black one or the white one. You now have two natures, an old one and a new one. The old one is dead. It died with Christ on the tree. But the reality of that escapes most people, although it hadn't escaped this old Indian man. Another illustration could be useful at this point. I knew of someone who had a dream. This person didn't like dogs. Keep that in mind because it is important. In the dream, they were scaling quite a steep hill and it had nearly reached the top when they lost their footing and tumbled down to the bottom where they were met by a very friendly large black dog who made a great fuss of them, making it very clear he was pleased to see them again. It's the snakes and ladders. This person was doing well, but suddenly lost their footing, slid back into their old nature big time, went down the snake and ended up being welcomed by the black dog of their old Adamic nature. The whole thrust in the New Testament about putting off the old nature and putting on the new in Christ is about the shift from the natural to the spiritual man, from the old DNA to the new one, from the earthly to the heavenly from the love which seeks the best for itself, eros, self-referential love, to the love of choice, which seeks the best for others, agape, self-sacrificing, self-giving love. That's why I likened it to a game of snakes and ladders. We throw a double, dash up a ladder, and within seconds we plummet down a snake, throw a six and start again. So we call the old seed a multitude of things, the flesh, the carnal nature, the old Adam, the Adamic nature, the fallen nature, but essentially it's our self-centred nature which we inherited from the fall. And the bad news is it is at war with God. We discover we're in a prison cell, but sometimes we don't want to leave because we're comfortable where we are. Someone has said the prison has been stormed, the gates of the prison have been opened, but unless we leave ourselves and go forward in the light of freedom, we are still unredeemed. Someone I know had a dream and in it he was in a room fitted out with everything he liked, his favourite chair, his record collection, books and CDs, television, everything he wanted. The only downside was that the door had bars on it, but it didn't seem to bother him too much, he was very comfortable. One day Jesus opened the door and came in and he invited the man to go with him. They walked out into another room. It was vast, filled with glorious light and he knew complete freedom. There was a huge throne upon which the king would sit. The man looked around, thought for a moment, then turned and walked back into his cell, closing the door behind him. He was comfortable there in his prison. He didn't want to change. We are more comfortable with bondage sometimes than with freedom, with an outward show than inward transformation. Freedom, you see, comes at a price. We must leave the comfortable and familiar. Keep that in mind as we travel together. When we get to the law of re-relating, you'll understand what I mean. 
Paul says in Romans 8, 7, The mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God, for it does not submit itself to God's law, and indeed it cannot. Notice the word submit. The carnal mind, the lower, unrenewed mind, the fleshly mind and nature will not bow the knee to God's reign and rule. Lordship and rebellion are the issues here. We are fundamentally flawed. We are rebels all. We need a new heart within us, a heart of flesh, not stone. We're prisoners of the giant self. The tragedy is that even when we're born again, we don't see our true state. And sometimes when we do, we've no desire to escape from the cell in which we find ourselves. We are so comfortable with that giant. I propose to show you the way out of this prison cell. I do not expect that all of you will choose to follow. I can tell you that you won't like the route I'll offer you, but it is the only way to true freedom. Those who chose it will be like the man in the film The Matrix, knowing true freedom and reality. To choose freedom will require leaving everything you understand right now behind and walking into a terrain that is completely foreign to you. But you've got your passport, it's up to date. You won't need a suitcase, you have all the clothing you need. You're clothed with the righteousness of Christ. And you're now going to find out exactly what that means. A word of warning though, the culture is completely counter to the culture you are about to leave behind. That said, are you ready for a trip that is out of this world? Then let's go.